What's up, everybody? It's about that time. It's the Clock Tower Sports Podcast coming to you live from beautiful Rome, Georgia. It's your host, Sebastian Eason, with my co-host, Kip Buford. And here we go. And my other co-host, Matthew Myers. Zooming. <laughs> lagging on the zooming. More like lagging, but uh, yeah, Matthew's coming, coming to us live. He's still quarantining, social distancing. Uh, so he's coming to you live from Zoom. Um, yeah, we got a great we got a great episode today. We're gonna do the uh, the NFL draft preview. Um, we're gonna talk about that. We're, me and Kip are gonna are finish finally the rest of our uh, mock draft for the at least the first round. We're not gonna do uh, second through seventh. Um, first round only, baby. First round only. Um, and we got we're gonna go into. Um, who is going to be the boomer bust? Um, Kip's got kind of got of a hot take here. He's hot not take. he's not going to say it yet, but uh, but he's kind of got a hot take that I, I I disagree with very very strongly. It's going to be a hot take. Well, I don't know about hot take. Yeah. Um, anyways, but uh, last week we uh, Kip kind of got uh, kind of upset. He, um, that he he kind of got beat by Joe Exotic on his handlebar mustache. Dude, it was the saltiest of podcasts I've ever been a part. You were of very salty during that podcast. Well, I lost that, and then you guys were being like all about me and like what you know what I was picking and all that other stuff. Salty podcast. I mean, you were having I was living the salt life. Terrible picks. I mean, we can't help that, and we can't help that Joe Exotic has a better mustache. We can't help that Joe Exotic is not six seven. So, not a hot take, but, but a hot take. He's 5'11 or 5'2". It was on Google, man. I know I Googled it, and it was like Joe Exotic with his picture upside it, and I'm sure somebody was like messing around. Yeah, spoiler alert. Joe Exotic, like Kip said, is not 6'7", so I win that argument uh, just like I always do. But, yeah, Joe Exotic's not 6'7". He's definitely under six foot. Um, so he's not, Who would have thought that you couldn't believe anything on the internet? I... Who I mean, the internet thought? let me down. I don't know. I think they tell you that in like high school when you're doing research papers. Not, not at all. He, he was dunking on Carol Baskin. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was awesome. Dude, that 2K Dude. video was, was fire. I loved it. Uh, Carol Baskin. Have you heard the song, Carol Baskin? Oh my God, I hear Cute it. Cute her husband. It's, it's big on, t- it's a TikTok video now. Yes. my all dance to it. My wife, that's all she does is just listen to Carol Baskin. Oh Cute her husband. <laughs> Jolie goes, every time she comes to the house, she'll do it. She'll be like, fed him to tigers, they snap. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, I know. I know what he did or what she did. We know. We she know. did it. She did it. She's guilty. But Kip, being uh, as salty as he was, salty. had the nerve to question me and Matthew's mustaches. So this week, we're going to do a, a Twitter poll of who has the better mustache out of the Clock Tower group. Um... I kind of have an upper hand, I think, because I actually have a beard, because uh, I'm a because I'm, I'm a grown man. Um, no, no, that's a disadvantage. Well, we're going straight mustache. Yeah. But dude, you can't shave your beard though. I'm you not shaving my you beard. You can't say like, oh, we're gonna do mustache challenge, but I'm gonna keep my beard. I'm not. We, that's I'm, not how that works. I'm not know. shaving my. I'm not shaving the beard, regardless. If I lose this Twitter poll, then I just lose, and I'll take that L. But I'm not shaving this beard because I'll take an even bigger oh. L. So there is there is nothing pretty under this beard. Have you have you ever heard that uh, that beards are just the male version of a pushover? Huh? 
I thought that was I thought that was, I thought that was pretty spot on accurate. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, since I've had this mustache, one, it's a part of me now. Like if I was to shave it and being out in the sun, it would be just like this tan line right here. So it's a part of me now. I guess so. It's a great conversation piece. But do you remember what I look like without it? No, you don't. You don't. Uh, you, I will say you look better. No. But with, let's not go too without? far. No, with. Okay. I mean, yeah. I can actually buy beer when I have this. I'm a 31-year-old man, <laughs> and without this mustache, they question me. Card you every time. Every time. Well, I look so young that even with this beard, they still card me. So there you go. The little things in life. Well, I get confused as a high schooler as a high school teacher. <laughs> 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 no ring in the hall. Sir, sir, where's your hall pass? Well, I kind of work here, so <laughs> calm down. Uh, exactly. Um, but yeah, we got a good show for you today. Um, I can't wait to hear Kip's terrible takes. Um, but for right now, let's start the show. It's the check down debate. Uh, last week, uh, I asked Kip and uh, Matthew, uh, what was the best national championship game in college football history? Uh, Matthew, you said Texas versus USC, correct? Yes, sir. And Kip, you said... I changed my answer last minute. It was a game time decision. Because you were so salty. Yeah, I was living the salt life on the yeah, podcast. I know, and it affected your choice because you had a better choice to begin with. But you went with? I went with the 2018 Alabama-Georgia game. Never forget, second and 26, OT. Yep. But see, I don't... That... Dude, I got so many good points. That, that game, if you really look at it in its entirety... Before we go, before we deep dive into this debate, I just want to firsthand say that you only picked that to to mess with me because you know I love Georgia and that we lost. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's an all time great. How if, can you say if that? If anything, as a Georgia fan, I think it was the worst national championship game I've ever seen. Well, you guys are used to like losing, so I mean, it's you know you should like accept it by now. Yikes! Yikes! That's the closest. Yikes! There's so many reasons why that was such a great game to a lot of people, especially a lot of people who aren't Georgia fans. So many great things. Yeah, but I will say that you shouldn't even been in the game because you didn't even win the SEC. I mean, we won the SEC that year. You just got in because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. of nepotism, basically. Okay. You just got in because you're Alabama. I mean, okay. yeah, you won, okay, whatever. But we can, I can also say that you had more rest going into that game. But I, I've said my piece. I, I'll I'll say a little bit more, but I'll let Matthew. I'll let, we didn't we didn't even put up a Twitter poll, me and Matthew, because we just knew it was going to be a blowout and oh, you I were going to lose. So embarrassed. Yeah, and we didn't want another. So we didn't want another Joe Exotic. So. We no, just, we didn't put it on the board. Uh, put it on the board. But, Matthew, I will, actually, Kip, we no, all know no. that you're going to lose this argument, so you can go first. So, Kip, you please explain why 
that god-awful national championship game is the best ever in history. Okay, for one, there was so... You had to win so many more games to get to the national championship, okay? You had to push through adversity. You had to either win your conference championship Which or... Which you didn't. Well, but not for nine. But no, I mean, it was a it was a three and a four seed going in, okay? You had... Not one, but two elite freshman quarterbacks going in. Jake Fromm, give him his due, went to Notre Dame freshman year, all right, at night, and underneath touchdown Jesus and beat Notre Dame, which was, I mean, it was awesome, man, because you guys got to relive, like, 1980, Sugar Bowl, Notre Dame, Herschel Walker. So, man, you know, I mean, hey. But, no, I mean, I think it was a great game because – you got if you look at it it's in, in its entirety, all right. There was so many good players there. Both defenses, I mean, were great. You had Roquan Smith for Georgia, who's you know teaming up with with Mac out there at Chicago. So I mean, you can't. You know, you had so many good players. The other thing is too, they were down thirteen to nothing going into halftime. Okay, Georgia's thinking they have it won. Then all of a sudden, Tua comes in. Then the start of his national championship run brings them back. And I mean, not only that, but it went into overtime. So they were down 13 points. Not not at any time was Texas ever down more than 13 points. Texas led. They're down, they're down 12 with six minutes left. Yeah, but they weren't down 13. Oh, God. That's six minutes left, not halftime. Georgia, Georgia, Alabama came back. And tie, and twenty twenty going into overtime, Tua gets sacked again. Hashtag never forget. Second and twenty six. Mark your calendars every February the twenty sixth. Never forget. Always remember. Plus the other thing was too. There was so many Georgia fans that were like, "We're gonna do it. We're gonna win." No, you're not. No, you're not. That's my take. Hot take. Hot take. Tua. Comes in, does his thing, rolls out. Next year, rolls up to SEC championship. They do it again, do the quarterback swap. Hurst comes in, redeems himself. Dynasty. Yeah, well, but, USC, yeah, yeah but, but did they, they... But USC and Texas, the only reason that was so hyped up is because USC was so dominant. Pete Carroll, Reggie Bush, Lindell White, Matt Leiner, all those guys. I mean, yeah, but what... What did they do? What did EM do in the NFL? Nothing. We're not talking about NFL. We're talking about college football, greatest game ever. You had all those superstars. Matthew, please school this man yes. on the Kip, best. Kids, you just argue for me, man. He's, just, <laughs> he's throwing points to me. All right, let's look back. All right, so they were so dominant. That was going to be their third national championship. Um, debatable the, the year before, it was split with LSU, but that was going to be their third one. All right, the year before, Leinart won the uh, was the Heisman winner. All right, Reggie Bush won that year. Somehow beat Vince Young, so that's two Heisman winners on the same team. And, and Linda White was probably the best player in that game. Um, you got uh, Vince Young calling it. So they're at the Rose Bowl the year before. He got up there before the that season even started. After they won the Rose Bowl, and said, "We're going to be back here next year," because he knew it was a national championship. He called it. He had that whole season he had to win. Also, it was the first time um, that a one and two, they were ranked one and two the whole entire season. 
right? They never changed. They never got bumped down to three or four or five or six. They were one and two at the beginning of that season, and they were one and two at the end of that season. So it was a true best-of-the-best matchup, not uh, a team that lost their conference championship. No offense. Uh, but the best-of-the-best, all right? You got um, controversy, which that hurts me. Um, controversy of Vince Young. Everybody loves controversy. His knee might have been down. Granted, it wouldn't affect the game. It was too early. But everybody loves a little controversy. You got the the high, the biggest stage at the end of the game. You got the fourth down stop. So you got defenses coming in big, and then you got Vince Young, man. Just the end of that that fourth down play it wasn't second and twenty six where. He still had two more chances to get 26 yards. It was fourth down. Ben Shum, do or die, all or nothing, whole game on the line. All right, didn't look for anybody else. He said, I've been the dominant one this whole game. I am Ben Shum, the best quarterback on this field. I should have won the Heisman over Reggie Bush, and he ran it right into the end zone. And then even the call, I mean, granted, the call on, on the Georgia game was pretty cool too, but he's got it. When they yelled that, man, you can't not get hyped, all right? I mean, yeah, Jerry Judy. I mean, what, what, what? I mean, it's like hitting a grand slam at the end of the game. I mean, Jerry Judy catching it, going in there. Two camera guys got trucked. I'm talking about just straight trucked. I mean, my my thing is, is you got two freshman quarterbacks that year going up against Vince Young, Matt Liner. What Matt Liner was a senior, a fifth year senior. Uh, what was Vince? Vince was what, a senior, junior, redshirt junior, something like that? All right, so they had time to develop where these two guys come in first year, and they're, I mean, stunting straight up. Well, to that point, I think I think you just gave it to Matthew at that point because because Zeke, cause Matt Liner and Vince Young were already superstars at that point, clashing. Like, nobody really knew, nobody even knew who Tua was. If you were an Alabama fan, you knew who Tua was. But nobody outside of the SEC even knew who Tua Tagovailoa was and that at makes that it, time. But how does that not make it yeah, better? Because it's bring unknown. The, but that doesn't bring the hype into the game. Like this was the most hype game probably ever, if I'm not wrong. Um, three years ago, that was the biggest. Three years ago, when that was declared the greatest national championship of all time. Yeah, but fast forward, we've had so many. You want to look at Rose Bowls? Georgia and Oklahoma, Georgia come back and beat Oklahoma. Sonny Michelle. That was it. I'll I'll give you that was a better game than the Alabama game. Hell, it went into yes. overtime. It went into OT. Not only that, both defenses stood strong. I mean, you can't you can't argue that. Now Jake Fromm did, hasn't done jack since then oh, because gosh. he's still like dwelling on oh my gosh every time somebody runs at me I, oh national championship and he freaks out and throws an interception. Thanks for coming out, Jake. <laughs> You're not going first round. Jake from hot take, third round draft pick. I don't know if that's a hot take, though. I think that that's, him and Jameis Winston that's pretty backing up somebody. Oh my god, take two and three. But no, I mean I'm telling you, man, because the reason why that game got so much hype is because USC, LA, those guys are rocking and rolling. Pete Carroll, all that. Texas come in, you got all that history, Mac Brown, those guys coming in. That's why the dramatics of that game makes it look so much bigger and better. Whereas you got the playoffs, 
playoffs haven't been around that long. You've got to win more games. you got to win your conference championship. You've got to hope that you're right there on number five and somebody loses and you get in. So you've got that drama coming behind it. Then you've got to go and play um, another game like a Rose Bowl or an Orange Bowl or something like that to get into the national championship. So it makes for a longer season. But I, I think you've helped help my point some a little. So I'm going to help your point. All right. So you said that um, you got a, a big, like a, a underdog. You like underdog stories. We talked about that in the past, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you got USC who had one. Texas was an underdog. They won their underdog story. Everybody, no offense to Georgia, but Georgia likes to choke away at the end. All right. Alabama wow. Oh, no, that's true. Alabama had been dominant the last since. 2009 when they beat Colt McCoy. Alabama, going into it, granted they had some slip-ups with the quarterback, they had switch quarterbacks, stuff like that, but Alabama, everybody thought Alabama was going to win, and they did win. So, back to my point, we even had an underdog story. The underdog, Texas, who wasn't supposed to be, they had two Heisman's on that team. All right, Texas did not have a Heisman winner. They came, and they won in dramatic fashion. So I think we got to do a Twitter poll this week, um, even though we didn't want to embarrass you. We should do one this week to just uh, let let uh, Pitt know who the winner is. Because okay. obviously Sebastian's going to side with me being a Georgia fan. Uh, I mean, even no, he's going to side with you this. because y'all two always side with each other. I don't y'all don't always. Side with me. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, you Kip! Vote against me. <laughs> you're, you're just so against me. We're not against okay. you, Kip. Hey, hey, Kip. All right, since you said that, I don't always side with him. He did vote. Uh, my, twin, my twin brother, he said, I'm too, on these arguments, I'm, I give up too easily. I say, oh, you have good points, which that's just my personality. All right? To side with you at the very end, I will say this. I really don't care if y'all win because I am a humongous Texas fan, but I also am a Georgia hater. Uh, I, I moved to South Georgia right before high school. I came in a little Texas fan. Every single Georgia fan, you would have thought I was Florida, or you would have thought I was Georgia Tech. They absolutely destroyed me every day I went to school. And then we get to the national championship game, and every day, the whole season, they're talking about how, oh yeah, um, Alabama's cool, we like them. I mean, I mean, sorry, uh, Alabama, we we hate them. They're rivals. And then they played Texas, and you would have thought that every single Georgia fan was the biggest Alabama fan in the whole world. SEC. They destroyed me every day. Every day they destroyed me, trying to talk to me about how Texas was going to be destroyed by Alabama, who they had hated earlier. So, whoever wins, I'm okay with both. But obviously, Texas USC wins. I just don't. I don't know, man. I want to say this about Georgia fans, though. Kirby Smart comes in. Oh, it ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. Jake Cron comes in his first year, and they're like, "This is the second coming." Of the greatest quarterback of all time. No, I never. Then the said next that. year he does bad, and y'all start calling for his job. I never said that. Y'all are never happy. Georgia fans are never happy. Well, because we've never been given anything to be happy about. Um, but I will say, and I'll, I'll go out on a limb right here and say, if Jacob Eason had been in that game, we'd have won the national championship game. Are you serious? I guarantee it. No. That Eason bias. That, that Eason bias. hey, Eason oh, bias. Man. Whatever, whatever you say, <laughs> but. I cannot believe this. Jacob Eason would have won that game. No, he would not have. Yes, he would have. He was having a terrible time against Appalachian State. He got hurt, like, with oh, my four knee. plays. Oh, my knee. Then Jake Fromm came uh, in. Yeah, Jake Fromm, who comes in, he's seen that speed before at the high school level where Jacob Eason 
all the way across the other side of the country might have seen one or two. Jacob Eason big was the top like quarterback in the nation coming out of high school. In Washington? Jake, Jake Fromm wasn't even the top quarterback out of Georgia. Wow, hot take. Yeah. I don't it's not that hard of a take. I don't think I never was that big on Jake Fromm. Well, never. I think Matthew and I not can once. both agree on one thing. That doesn't matter because it didn't happen. Well, guess what? Yeah. You know what else didn't happen? You win in this argument because... See, you're so biased. I'm not biased. I don't even think... Look. So I'm going to take an L. Look, yeah, that's your first... Given by me. But we'll see what the Twitter poll says. But I'm telling you... I'm telling you, Matthew just won this argument. But I'll also... To my own point, I don't even think Alabama-Georgia is the second best national championship game ever. I think Ohio State-Miami in 2 was at least the second best. You had a better shot with them than you did the Georgia Alabama, because my Miami was a huge. I mean, they had all the talent in the world coming into that time. I mean, they had Andre Johnson, they had Winslow, Kellen Winslow, Willis McGahee. Uh, I mean, they just had so many superstars on that on that team, and still wound up losing. Everybody says, I mean, there's even controversy. In, you talk about controversy in a game. That Miami-Ohio State game has the most controversy of any game that I know of in college football because Miami fans to this day say that was a pass interference or was not a pass interference on that fourth down play that would have sealed the game, basically, and let Miami win. But, I mean, I hate to tell you, Miami fans, that was not, I mean, that was a pass interference, so... And I can't believe Willis McGahee at that time with technology being what it was and his knee getting tore up like that and still had a pretty good career. Yeah, I mean, he came in. Former Buffalo Bill, noted. Um, shouts out. Shouts out. But, uh, but yeah, that Ohio State-Miami game was definitely the, at least the second. I don't think... I'll agree with you on that because that was my first choice. And just like Andy Bernard... When he got picked to be regional manager, he was the, the first choice's second choice. So, I should have stuck with my first choice. You should have stuck with your first choice. So, are you succeed? Are you succeeding to uh, Matthew on that? Oh, no, not on this argument because we're not talking so you USC, think, Texas. So we're talking. But basically, you just put Texas-USC as the third best game because you thought that I think it's a good game for what it was at that time because of all the hype and Reggie Bush and Matt Liner that were out there. Matt Liner took ballroom dance in his his what last class as, as a fifth year senior ballroom dancing. Okay, what else did he have better to do? Nothing, because you know he didn't study his playbook because what? when he went to the NFL he didn't study it at all. <laughs> okay, you cannot bring up and the NFL is not important at this moment. I, I will say that I just basically made an argument for the NFL players in Miami, but still, they were still good in, in college, and they were superstars then. But I'll, take, I'll take this L with an asterisk outside. So no, I'll no, be it's, one, a, it's a true two, L. an asterisk. It's, it's a true L. You definitely took the L on this. I'll take you, this L with pride. You let, you let your pride get, get the most, best of you, Kip. When you chose, when you chose Alabama versus Georgia, you, you let your, your disdain for me outweigh your common sense in knowing that at least Ohio State Miami was at least it gave you a shooter's chance against Texas USC. I won this debate for the simple fact that 
I got to bash Georgia in front of you. I got to bash Texas in front of Matthew. And I don't think you bashed Texas. When did you bash Texas? Yeah. What, they had Vince Young, who was pretty much like a defensive end that was coming in and all this other stuff. Bro! And, and USC couldn't stop them because they thought that they were all big-headed. Let somebody come in cocky on something. They'll lose every time. Well, he didn't. He won. He single-handedly won that game for them. Single-handedly. Who ran the touchdown? Who it's, who who had the ball in his hands I mean, on the final that, play of the game? I bet you're that guy that says, there's no I in team, but there is a me. And there is an I in win, too. There's nine win. The second best player was our tight ends. Like a no-name tight end. Exactly. Single-handedly. Yeah. Exactly. It, that, so, okay, so Vince Young did what Lamar Jackson – Lamar Jackson picked up on what Vince Young was doing and was like, hey, uh, can y'all give me some good tight ends because I, you know, I can throw on the run and if I get a tight end close to me, shoot, MVP. That's exactly what that was. Lamar that's Jackson what, didn't even what make it to the Ravens did. They were like, hey, I don't know how Lamar's going to do, but uh, I was watching Vince Young when he played in that national championship. We get a couple tight ends in here. We might be going to the Super Bowl, but they didn't. <laughs> Anyways. Hot take. Anyway. Let's end it. Let's end it on something we can all agree on. So I was looking back. How bad would you be if there was a split national championship? So I was looking back. So 2005 was Texas. 2004 USC. 2003 was that year that USC and LSU won. Yeah, that, it was. That just, I'd be crazy. I'd be pissed, dude. I'm gonna tell you right now. Yeah. That year that USC played Oklahoma for the national championship and they throttled them. I was like, nah, bro. What year was it Auburn went undefeated? 2004? They had Cadillac Williams. Oh, that team should have definitely been in the National Championship. Oh, yeah, Ronnie Brown? Yeah, they went undefeated. They had Jason Campbell as their quarterback, Ronnie Mm -hmm. Brown, Cadillac Williams. Mm -hmm. I mean, those are the big three that I can remember, but that team was... That team was stacked, dude. Yeah. And USC, you don't think they didn't call somebody and was like, hey, man, um, you know, can we get them? We play somebody else. Uh, that's Auburn team. Yeah, I don't know how Auburn didn't get. I guess. I mean, I guess that was the time before SEC went on its like was run. It seven year, but seven year run. Uh, yeah, I think seven, seven or eight. Yeah, because in a row. Yeah. The SEC won the national championship. Sorry. As long as all right, can we all agree on this? Can we end on this? What? Central Florida did not win a national championship that year. They don't. They don't split the national championship with anybody. I think they should have split it with Alabama that year. Are you if, serious? If we're being honest. I mean, if, if Georgia didn't win, uh, UCF's my champion. Only undefeated team. Only undefeated team that year. Number one. Number I'm one, sh- baby. UCF over Bama. Golden Knights. Them Golden Knights. They had a parade and everything. They, they made a banner. They should have had an extra game. I think UCF, we want Bama. But anyways, um... So I think we can all agree that Matthew just won that debate. I think we can all agree on that. And me and Kip, let's go into our, our mock draft. We got let's let's just let's put this this no, debate I behind wanna, us. I don't want to do it. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> Tapping out. Well, this is a two man podcast now. <laughs> there goes Kip. Anyways, Kip will get over it. Kip Kip's a good sport. Um, I mean, everybody's got to lose sometimes. Okay. It's all right. It's okay. So Kip, salty, man. Kip, smile. I'm no. going uh, to change my name, spelling to M-A-T-T-H-E-W-W. This <laughs> one back-to-back, baby. Back-to-back, Dubs. I love you. I love you, Kip. 
I love you too, buddy. Alright. Alright, going in the Alright, boys, the uh, the draft is next week, and I would dare say that it's probably going to be the biggest draft ever in the history of NFL drafts, uh, mainly because there's nothing else going on. There's nothing else on your TV. Yeah, nothing, nothing this is the only sports we have. So, um, so yeah, I mean... Read a play, what ifs? Yeah, what ifs. Uh, this is going to be probably, I mean, also the strangest draft ever because it's all on... Zoom, um, which is I'll, I'll go on a tangent right here. They're the real winners of this coronavirus. Oh, if, yeah. if you had stock in Zoom, it's got to be booming right now because everybody yes. is using it. I never even heard of Zoom before this coronavirus. So there you go. Um, but yeah, the whole draft is going to be on Zoom. Um, and me and me and Kip, we did uh, the first part of our mock draft uh, for the first round. Uh, a couple episodes ago, and then I guess time got away from us on these last two. But there were so many moves happening; you had to take a break. You had to be like, "Well, yeah, I guess you're right." But um, so me and him are gonna finish. We're actually gonna finish uh, the fir- the first round today, um, and to kind of catch you back up on who we picked on the other episode or the two episodes ago. Uh, we both had Joe Burrow going number one overall to the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, we both had Chase Young going to Washington uh, for the number two pick. Now at three is where things kind of got dicey. Uh, I had actually had the Miami Dolphins trading up um, with the Detroit Lions so they could go up and get Tua um, because I think there is interest from the Chargers. Uh, they want Tua as well. Um, but I will say ever since we did that first, um, that first seven or six picks, uh, on our mock draft, things have kind of changed guys. And the experts now are starting to say that Justin Herbert is potentially going to be the second quarterback taken, uh, and possibly third overall. Um, I just don't see that, man. I don't see it either. Uh, and we'll, I'll tell you why, uh, in a little bit when we go into our boom and bust. Uh, but, but yeah, the third overall pick, I have, like I said, the Miami Dolphins trading up with the Detroit uh, Lions and getting um, to a tag of Viola. And so that leaves us with the fourth overall oh, never mind, sorry. Uh, Kip also had a third overall pick, with mm-hmm. the, but he did not have the Detroit Lions trading out of it. He had them staying put and taking Jeff Okuda, uh, the corner out of Ohio State, uh, number four, uh, I had Isaiah Simmons um, out of Clemson um, with the fourth overall pick. I can't remember. Who who did you have, Kip? Offensive tackle out of... Oh, crap. Was it, was it worse? No, it was Georgia guy. Andrew Thomas? Yes, Andrew Thomas. I don't know why... That name just yeah, it was Andrew Thomas. I had Andrew Thomas. Then Kip, going to get an Andrew Kip Thomas. just hates Georgia. Kip just doesn't want to ever think of Georgia. Yeah, I guess so. He just well, no, I mean, because I got to fix up that offensive line, man. They sure do. Yeah, I thought man. you would have went Tristan Wirfs because I think experts kind of have him higher. But I like Andrew Thomas, of course. I'm a little biased. Um, we are the ex- we're the experts. We we're, the ex- ex- we're the experts here at Clock Tower Sports. Don't even listen to Daniel Jeremiah or yeah, don't even listen that, to Mel Kiper. Or that Mel Kiper. Who the hell's Mel Kiper? What does he know? That's a, that's probably one of the funniest videos I've ever seen. By the way, uh, when that 
I guess it was your team, wasn't it? Like he was bashing on the Colts for not picking Trent Dilfer because he thought Trent Dilfer was going to be this franchise QB. And uh, <laughs> that general manager was like, who the hell's Kamel Kuyper? Um, so, yeah. yeah. I will say this. Never forget, Trent Dilfer yeah. has a ring. Yeah, he does. But Dan Marino does not. I don't know. Well, Dan Marino never had the defense Trent Dilfer did at, what was that, Tampa? That was a stacked defense. You could, you could have, I could have. No, Trent Dilfer was with Baltimore. Oh, even yeah. better defense. He had Ray, Ray Lewis, Ray Ed Reese. Dude. Who am I thinking of at Tampa? Oh, that was, uh, what was his name? Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson. <laughs> Another name that should not have a, a Super Bowl, but does. Uh, but yeah, when you have the two of the top defenses ever in the National Football League, yeah, you, I could be the quarterback for that team and we win a Super Bowl. Um, and, and no offense to Matthew, but Peyton Manning also has a Super Bowl because of his defense. Because we can all we, we can we can all agree that wasn't the same Peyton. Um, all right, so number five, I have of course Detroit trading back, uh, and I think they go. I think they sure up their defensive line with uh, with that man, that man from Auburn. Matt um, Brown. What's his name? Brown. I know it's Brown, but I'm having trouble thinking of his first name. Derek. Derek Brown from Auburn. Um, I have him going fifth overall to the to the Detroit. I think Detroit passes on Jeff Okuda. Um, just because I think, I don't know, this is, I guess this is my personal opinion, but I think if you can sure up your D-line, it makes it easier for your, for your corners because if your D-line can get to the quarterback quicker, your corners won't have to cover that long. Um that's just that's that's my personal opinion, and I think Derek Brown jumps in day one and starts for Detroit. I had Tua going to Miami. You did have Tua going to Miami, so you had Miami staying and still getting their guy, um, which I I would think in a perfect world that that works. But with everything that's happened in the draft, I think there was a statistic that was going out that like I can't remember, but. Any and trying to find my words, but like most of the quarterbacks that are taken in the first round are traded up to get. Like nobody stays put at their pick and just drafts the quarterback. Uh, I think because if you look at it, uh, the Bills traded up to get Josh Allen, the Miami Dolphins traded up to get, or not Miami, he's at Miami now, but the Arizona Cardinals traded up to get uh, Josh Rosen, uh, Baltimore traded up to get. Um, Lamar Jackson, um, Houston Texans traded up to get Deshaun Watson. Chicago traded up to get Mitch Trubisky, which the stupidest trade ever because they only moved up one spot. Um, and then Kansas City traded up to get Patrick Mahomes. So if you look, I mean, there's five or six quarterbacks right there in the last two years. Um, I'm gonna call it right here. And then what? I'm gonna call. Because there is talks of Atlanta trading Matt Ryan. What? Do you think that there is a... I mean, because, you know, Thomas Dimitrov, he's traded up to get, you know, Julio Jones and guys like that before. So, what if... This is a big what if, because that's all we can play right now is what if. What if Atlanta calls Cincinnati and says, I don't think they're going to trade all the way up for number Heck one. No, they dude. would have to give, like, an arm and a leg, I mean, to get it, but... 
What if? That's that's definitely not gonna happen. But what if it did? But if it did? I will say, if you're Atlanta, you're you're basically begging for that to happen because, as a personal, this is my personal opinion. I don't think Matt Ryan is what everybody makes him out to be. I think he's a little overrated. Sorry, Kip. Um, I love Matt Ryan. I, I, know, I know you do. You also love Keith Brookin. So, anyways, Keith Brookin, never forget. Anyways, let's move on. So at number six. You had, I think me and you both had um, the Los Angeles Chargers going Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's kind of that consensus pick. I think I think either way it goes, I think um, Tua and Justin Herbert are either going to go to Los Angeles or Miami. I don't think there's another team that's going to trade up and get one of those two. So uh, it could be swapped. It could be flip-flopped. Um I just don't see anybody. I mean, I could see why people would pick Justin Herbert over because you know the injury and that kind of scare. But I just don't. Yeah, I mean that's what that that could be the only reason because I don't think based off anything else you would pick Justin Herbert over to a tag of Um Look at that, Justin Herbert. They put on some weight, boy. Well, I mean, him and Jacob Easton have pretty much the same body type, and I'm oh, a, and I'm a big I'm a big Easton guy. Great last name. Man, we need to get him on the pod. Where do, where do you think he goes? Who, Eason? I think yeah. he's Mr. Irrelevant. Mr. Get out of here, dude. You have the With worst. The last pick. You have the worst in, takes in that ever. Jacob Eason. You have the worst takes ever. Um, I'll tell you what, Matthew. I'll give you a little teaser. Uh, he's not going in the first round, but I will say after we get done with our first round mock, I will say where he goes. So there you go. Okay. Little teaser. Little teaser. What you say, Atlanta? He's not going to Atlanta. He needs to replace Matt Ryan, but he's not. Anyways, number seven. So, all right, so this is, we're all caught up, and now we're going to go from uh, from here on out. These are new picks. Uh, me and Kip. Um, I'm probably going to be more right than Kip, but that's okay. Um, Carolina Panthers at seven. I think with Derrick Brown and Isaiah Simmons gone, I think that the Carolina Panthers go Jeff Okuda. Uh, I think they, they've they gotten rid of James Bradbury, um, their best corner from last year. He's gone now. So I think if he's there, of course, they're definitely going to take him. Um, so with my seventh pick, uh, I got Jeff Okuda going to the Carolina Panthers. I've got Derrick Brown, in, inside defensive lineman, just because you got to have a run stopper, man. you got to have a big body to fill some holes. Yeah. Um, fun fact, and this is facts, they allowed a league worst 5.2 yards per carry. That defense did. Did they? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll be. I'll be. I'll be. Well, they got they don't have Luke Keekley anymore, so you better stir up that defense somehow. Yeah, you got to fill some holes, dog. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on to number eight. Um, you, you take this one, Kip. All right, I got this one. I got an offensive lineman coming out of the great state of Alabama. I got... Rainbow, Alabama. I got Willis coming out of offensive tackle, Alabama, going to Arizona. Because, I mean, like I said before, man, you can't... I mean, you can't have Kyler Murray out there scrambling for his life. You saw what happened to Cam when he had to scramble all those years by himself, and now he's a little bit banged up. They gave up on me. <laughs> no, you just were bad. You're no, bad. you just bad at your job. Bad at your job. 
Um, he did have a lot of surgeries, though, man. I kind of do feel bad for him because he came out with another workout video, and I was like, I don't know, it's kind of like when you watch one movie, and they come out with a second one, and you're like, oh, I didn't really like that first one. And now he's come out with a second one, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe, maybe I didn't give the first maybe one Maybe I gave it a shot. Let me go rewatch it. Um, Matthew, you have anything to add to these two picks? Uh, no, they, they sound pretty good. Where, Nothing too controversial. Yeah. Um, pretty pretty good stuff. Where do, where do you think Tua's going? Do you think he's going to Miami or do you think he's going to L.A.? Um, I think Miami. You think Miami? Um, I just think, yeah, I think he fit well there. Um, I just, I like to think of what would happen if he wouldn't have got that bad injury. That would be interesting. If, I mean, it would have affected all of that Alabama season probably. Um, oh, yeah. It, it would have been interesting. I would have loved it if he didn't end up in the Tua Burrow debate. Um, but obviously that's well past because Tua got hurt. Yeah. So, yeah, I think. It would be interesting to see if they, if they match up in the NFL, if they ever play each other, how that goes. Yeah. I, I mean, I also think everything happens for a reason. Like, I mean, we're believers, of course, and we believe that God has a plan for all, all of us. But I think, like, I don't know, I'm speculating here. I'm probably making a bold statement here, but I think like going to Cincinnati and Tua going to either LA or Miami is is the best thing to ever happen for them. Because I don't think, I don't think Tua, because I think if Tua would have stayed healthy, I think Tua goes first overall. Because, I, I don't know, I just think that everybody's been so high on him for so long, and if he would have been healthy, you could you would have had those people for Joe Burrow say, oh, it was just a one-year kind of a, a fluke of some sort. Uh, and so people would have talked themselves out of Joe Burrow, but because Joe Burrow is the only bona fide quarterback you have now because to his injury, you're not going to make that argument for Joe Burrow. You're going to make the argument that he had the best season of all time and that he's, I mean, he's obviously the number one pick. But... So if Tua doesn't get hurt, I think he does go number one, and I think he goes to Cincinnati. And I think that he just gets ter- – I mean, he he does not last in the AFC North. I think that's a very tough division. Uh, I think you have to be a big quarterback with going up against the Ravens, the Steelers. And even – I mean, even the Browns are kind of on the come up now. Uh, and so I don't, I don't know if he'd last in that cold weather. Legend. Yeah, allegedly. On, the, on paper, allegedly. they look like they're on the come up. They got they got players, man, and they got that they got that they got I, that grown man this, in man, the backfield. Nick Chubb. I don't care. I <clears throat> Joe Burrow's my guy. I I pick him over Tua all day. Healthy Tua, banged up Tua. I take Joe Burrow over Cam Newton and Jameis Winston and anybody else I could pick up for cheaper money. Well, you no. take anybody over Jameis Winston, but. It's because hey, you're a terrible know, GM. I want to say this. Can I say it? James yeah. Winston's coming out with his own video. It's called 30 for 30, the James Winston story. Ha, ha, ha. He threw 30 interceptions. He couldn't see. He's dodging that's, a punch bag at a gym. That's coming from, from an Alabama guy, too, so that's pretty big. But, yeah, two, uh, two are a believer, too, so I think he's taking it with stride and making the most of it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's going to make the most of it. Big things. Yeah. Alrighty, uh, so number eight, didn't we? Oh yeah, we already went over this. So oh, we just went over your pick. Yeah, we went over. We didn't go over my yours. pick. My pick is I think I had, actually I know I had, um, 
Tristan Wirfs, the offensive tackle, uh, going to um, to Arizona. Uh, I think you I think you're kind of spot on with they need help on the offensive line. I was originally going to go C.D. Lamb here um, because of the connection with um, with uh, Kyler uh, coming out of Oklahoma, horns down. Uh, no offense, Matthew. Yikes. Um, but I think though I think they had a connection. So if DeAndre Hopkins hadn't have gone to Arizona and Arizona hadn't have fleeced um, uh, the uh, Houston Texans, uh, I would have definitely gone C.D. Lamb here. But because they've gotten they've shored up that that uh, that wide receiver spot for Kyler, I think they go offensive tackle here and protect Kyler um, from those big old boys in the NFL. Do you know City Lamb in two seasons uh, scored a touchdown 26 of 27 games? 26 of 27 games in two seasons, City Lamb scored a touchdown. Wow. Right? He, he beast mode. Dude, I'm telling you, man. I mean, have you seen his highlight film versus Texas? It's crazy. <laughs> oh, yikes. And coming in, number, number nine. Number nine. Number nine. So, nine. with... Um, Jacksonville Jaguars. So, with um, C.D. Lamb getting passed up at number eight, I actually had C.D. going to Jacksonville Jaguars, and I think they could either go they could either go tackle here, they can go offensive line, um, or defensive line, but I, I think... They've got they got the mustache himself, uh, Gardner Minshew over there at quarterback, and I think they're going to give him as many weapons as possible. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if Jacksonville went C.D. Lamb here. Uh, Kip, who do you got them going? I think with all the things, I mean, they turned down the trade for you know, or they turned down Marcel Darius's option, and they, you know they traded Campbell away. So I mean. You know they they're probably gonna go for another defensive line guy. I think they're gonna go. They're gonna look in the SEC and get Javon Kinlaw, South Carolina. Ooh, the SEC. You got a little SEC bias there. Well, I mean you gotta think, man. He's gonna be in Jacksonville. I mean you know, so stay in SEC. Don't make him travel too far. Yeah, there you go. Um, all right, that leads us to the number ten pick. Um, so this is the Cleveland Browns, and I've got them going offensive line here. Um, to help protect um, Baker Mayfield, I think they shirt up their they shirt up their other tackle spot with Jack Conklin, uh, and so I think that they sign D tackle Makai Becton out of Louisville, and uh, I think that he's the one that kind of their staple there, their their uh, cornerstone there for the offensive line, and I think. Uh, I think this is one of the reasons why I think Cleveland's on the come up because now they actually have an offensive line to protect uh, Baker Mayfield. So I got Cleveland going. Uh, Makai back to that number 10. Who do you got? I got Tristan Wirfs, offensive tackle from Iowa because, you know, they already signed, like you said, you know, they've got the right tackle shirt up. Um, they're still looking for that left tackle position. But at the same time, I mean, Tristan Wirfs, he's the first true freshman to start you know, for um, Iowa's head coach since the whole time he's been there. Wow. So, I mean, you know, tough kid. Bring him, I'm bringing him to Cleveland. He's played in that weather. I mean, you know, so might be a good pick. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, at number 11, I've got uh, the New York Jets, and I've got them going um, Jed- Jedrick 
Wills out of Alabama. So I got Alabama. Alabama. I got I got the Jets picking up Jedrick uh, uh, Wills out of Alabama, and I think they sure up that offensive line for um, for uh, Sam Darnold. I think they give him a little, give him some more help to protect him. Uh, he's their franchise guy, and uh, your offensive line is kind of poo poo right now. So I think they go out and get the Alabama kid uh, and sure up the offensive line. Now, who do you have? Uh, going at a number 11 kid. I mean, you got somebody who's basically dropped uh, in your draft, which I don't think he makes it this far down. I think he gets picked up way before this. Uh, but who do you got at number 11? I would think that the Jets would try to kind of screw up some offensive line. But, I mean, I mean, there's so many guys they can go get, pick up free agency, or pick up later rounds. But I think they're going to get Isaiah Simmons. I mean, I think even though he's fallen <clears> this far – I mean, I think the Jets need somebody to come in there and, you know, throttle them down. Yeah, I mean. I mean, who better than Isaiah Simpson? Sim, Simpsons. <laughs> Isaiah Simmons from Clemson. Yeah, I think it, I think it's crazy that he's fallen this far in your mock draft. Uh, I, like I said, I think he's gone way before this point. But, uh, yeah, I think he shores up that defense uh, for New York. And I think uh, him with – uh, Jamal Adams, even though there is talk that they're trying to trade Jamal Adams right now, which I think is nuts. The only guy that has any credibility <laughs> yeah. on your defense, you yeah. trade him away on your team. Um, so yeah, I think Isaiah Simmons is, is basically the steal of the draft if you can get him at eleven. If you're New York, now as a Bills fan, I'd freaking hate that. Um, I just don't think there's any way that you get. I don't know. I've been wrong before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you have. Um, all right, so that leads us to the twelfth pick, uh, Oakland Raiders. Hey, 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 hold on. The whoa, bills, whoa, the bills whoa, are whoa, 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 whoa! So uh, I have to throw this out. So the Bills, big shout out to them. They're pretty cool. Who's their GM, Sebastian? Uh, Brandon Bean. He's the the goat he's, of the GMs, bro. He's a beast. I, I don't know about the Bills, but he was on part of my take this morning. And um, he's a beast, so go Bills. Yeah, dude, he's uh, he's a baller. If you if you uh, if you listen to the podcast, he's a he's a big baller. If you know what I mean. Um, yeah, yes. Yeah, you have to listen to them to get that. I have to. But, uh, so you are always having inside jokes without me. You always got. Well, I mean, dude, you got to listen to the podcast, bro. All right, I'm sorry. Number twelve, Las Vegas Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders. The LV Raiders. That sounds so weird to say. I uh, dude, I love it. I love. Have them. you seen a new stadium that they got? Dude, it's Ooh. freaking Death Star, bro. Um, but I love them in Las Vegas. I think that's super hype. And the Bills play there this year, and I want nothing more than to go to Las Vegas to watch them whip up on the Raiders uh, in the Death Star. If we get a, if we even get a season this year, so we'll see. Um, but Las Vegas Raiders, I've got them going. Jerry Judy out of Alabama. Uh, I think they go get Derek Carr some more weapons, and I think they go Jerry Judy uh, at number twelve. Probably the most, what the experts are saying, the most refined route runner that they've seen in a very, very, very long time. Oh, you just saying quotations, Jerry Judy. Because 2018 National Championship, bro. Race. He, all right. First of all, let's. I can First off, no. Nope, you, you had your chance. No, Jerry Judy caught over a corner that could not cover him 
that cornerback couldn't cover a, a soul in that whole game, and then Jerry Judy just drew the short or the whatever, and got handed a gift by that guy being that that guy covering him on the last play of the game. So mm-hmm. of course Jerry Judy mm-hmm. got the touchdown because that cornerback sucked. Okay. Um, and if you're that cornerback who got caught on in the national championship, I'm so sorry. But who is it? I have no idea what his name is. He's not. It's not worth uh, remembering. He's Mister Irrelevant. It's in not. Sab's life. It's not worth noting. It's not worth remembering. So uh, I'm, I'm sure that. his family loves him, and I'm sure he's got a lot of people that love him and care about him. But this guy's not one of them. So, <laughs> so let's continue. Let's even forget about that. I got your boy C.D. Lamb from Oklahoma going to the Raiders. They tried the Antonio Brown thing. It didn't work out. Uh, you know, hey, they still got Hunter Renfro. <laughs> Oakland's got Hunter Renfro. Well, I'll be. Mr. Clutch himself. But He's like 45 years old now. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he was in college for 10 years. My gosh. It was, I thought it was 12. It's, it's a long time. Uh, all right, so let's go to 13. Um, San Francisco 49ers at 13. I've got them going. Um, C.J. Henderson, I got them picking up the corner. Um, now, there are, like like Kip said, there are talks of um, Atlanta moving up um, in the draft, and I think this could be the kind of the spot that they move up to. Uh, and I think they need a corner. They just lost Desiree Trufant. Um, but in my mock draft, I don't have them moving up, and so... Uh, but don't be surprised if, if you see them move up on draft day and go get C.J. Henderson. Um, but as of right now, at 13, I've got 49ers staying put, and I've got them taking C.J. Henderson. I got San Fran, Jerry Judy from Alabama. I think he goes to San Fran. I think, I think, because these are my feelings and I'm allowed to have them, <laughs> I think Jerry Judy becomes the next Jerry Rice. Whoa. Going to San Fran. Yeah, hot take. Hot take. Wow. Because he is, man. He is a precise route runner. You know who else was a precise route runner? Jerry Rice. (laughs) I mean, Jerry Rice came out of Mississippi Valley State Tech, whatever. And Jerry Judy, go to Alabama. I don't know what those two have the incentive. Last time somebody from the South... Went there. There's same, 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 but, same, but, but different, different, but still same. Um, wow. All I'll right. Take. Yeah. Um, and I, I will say this before we move on to the 14th pick. Uh, another reason I had C.J. Henderson uh, going 13th is because I mean we all remember uh, Richard Sherman just getting roasted by Sammy Watkins in the Super Bowl. I think we can yeah, all true, we can all agree on that that they probably need a new corner. Uh, and I've never really been a big fan of Richard Sherman. I think his his mouth is a little bit bigger than his talent. Even though he is talented, I just I never really liked the guy. So I wouldn't be mad if they went and got a replacement for him. Number fourteen, number number fourteen, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady's Buccaneers. Uh, I've got them going, Andrew Thomas. Uh, I've got them going uh, with a offensive lineman here, um, ensuring up 
that line for Tom Brady, protecting him and making sure my man don't get hurt. Um, Kip, who you, who you got going? Um, who do you have left? I'm trying to think. Let me get my notes together. Um, I'll be honest with you, man. Tampa. I mean, they've got. I mean, they've got some good guys. I think they've got some great players out there. Um, but I think they're gonna go more of a defensive route. Just kind of sure up some more spots in the defense. Uh, at first, I had Chase Young falling all the way to Tampa. What? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh well, you yeah. Can see how accurate Kip's mock draft is. I got. And I'm not going to try not screw his name up. Kalevon Kaysen, edge rusher. Wow. I think they're going to just bring somebody else in, you know, kind of help out on the defense. Because, I mean, Tom Brady's got enough weapons. And I think second round, Tampa Bay goes and gets a different running back, if I'm being 100% honest. All righty. Well, that's uh, – I, I still can't believe you actually had freaking – God, you got me so flustered, I can't even think of his name. Chase Young, you had him falling all the way to Tampa? Mm-hmm. Skip Bayless. <laughs> yeah. I just don't... I, Kip uh, Bayless, that's his name. We'll, we'll, we'll get the boomer bust here in a little while. Yeah. Um, all right. Number 15, I think this is the most... I think this is the most fit for a, a, a player to a team. Uh, I think Denver goes Henry Ruggs third out of Alabama. They need a speedy receiver. Henry Ruggs is the fastest receiver in the draft this year. Uh, and I think this is a match made in heaven. Uh, with old Drew Locke uh, as their QB, who had a pretty he had a pretty good end of the season last year. Uh, I think with Henry Ruggs, I think that um, that's a good combo. And I think they are very successful. I'm going to tell you right now, man. I think I'm, I'm going to stay with Henry Ruggs as well going to Alabama. Because it kind of helps sure that up there. Yeah. Um, but that's who I think. I think Henry Ruggs, even though I think Henry and Jerry Judy are both, you know, you can kind of swap those guys out either way. But I think Henry Ruggs falling to Denver is going to be a good spot for him. Yeah. Um, all right. So with the 16th pick, it's your team, um, Kip, and it's the Atlanta Falcons. And I've got them going. Uh, Christian Fulton, the corner out of LSU. I think they need to sure up that corner position. Um, <clears throat> now, again, do they trade up and get C.J. Henderson? Who knows? Um, but if they stay put, I think I do think that uh, that Christian Fulton is a guy that falls to him at that corner position. Now, is he going to be that guy? Uh, that st- comes in right away and steps in for Desmond Trufant, I don't know, which is probably why they're looking to trade up. Uh, but at at the at this point in time, I've got them going Christian Fulton uh, in my mock draft. Now, who you got? I got Christian Fulton going right now. I'm going I'm to stay there with that just because you got Keanu Neal, you got Dante Fowler coming in, and, I mean, I just think you're going you're gonna to be better off. I mean, having somebody else kind of shrew up that secondary because yep. you got enough speed, you know, and I hate that they got rid of Vic, but, I mean, at the same time, you know, you got to you gotta cut costs, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got Grady, you got Dante Fowler. 
Yeah, what's I heard up? they're gonna give all their, their money to Atlanta United instead, and just not get a not get somebody, kid. That would probably be the smartest move. Wow, that would be the smartest. That's right. They're just gonna bring the soccer guys in and put them in those jerseys instead. Oh, yeah, Joseph Martinez, Joseph Martinez at running back, Brad Gazan as a a, a receiver. But he's got them hands. Uh, I don't know who's a quarterback. Moving on. Is, but. Hey, at least they're winners. <laughs> at least you put winners out on the field. Instead of twenty-eight to three, you know what I mean. Know what I mean. Every uh, every March, we uh, look to the twenty-eighth uh, market calendars. Never forget. So number seventeen. Number Dallas seventeen. Cowboys. Them Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Um, I have them going. Um, Clavon Chasen, uh, edge rusher. Uh, I think that's who they go with. I don't think they... Uh, you think he falls that far? Yeah, I think he does. I mean, you've got Chase Young falling to 14. I don't see why you wouldn't think Clayvon Chase Young would fall this far. But anyways. I mean, you never know. I mean, ba na ba na So, I'll put your boy C.J. Anderson from Florida. From the Florida. I mean, I, I think he's good. I just don't – I think his size might get him a little bit, and that's why he falls to Dallas. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's huh, – Who knows? All right, moving on because I don't really care about the Cowboys. Uh, number 18, uh, the Miami Dolphins. Um, I have the Miami, Dalton, Miami Dolphins uh, going Jonathan Taylor uh, at running back. I think um, – I think he's probably the most, I don't know, I wouldn't say well-rounded, because I love DeAndre Swift. Um, But, I don't know, I just think that Miami goes running back here, because they they do need one, and I think Jonathan Taylor is probably the best out of the three uh, at this moment. So I got Miami going uh, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I got... Micah Beckton from Louisville. Well, it's Micah. It's Micah Beckton. And, uh, I don't... <laughs> well, I mean, because they spent so much on the defensive side in free agency. So you just got to shore up the offense. That's, that's the biggest thing in this draft is I think a lot of people are trying to shore up their line. Yeah, I, I think if it, if Micah Beckton falls to them that far, it would probably have to be another Laramie Tunsil kind of deal where he just kind of sabotages himself. For him to fall that far for me, because um, I don't think he's I don't think he's available at eighteen. Um, I think Miami gets a quarterback and then they go offensive side of the ball. But yeah, I mean, if you can pick up, wow, I mean that's a you've got a great draft if you're Miami. If you pick up Tua and Makai Beckton in the same draft, wow, I Clutch. think yeah, I think you're talking draft draft grades. Everybody's ranting and raving about the Miami Dolphins. Well, they got which as magic. a as a Bills fan, I hate. Um, and so, all right, moving on to the 19th pick, uh, we've got another, another, uh, Las Vegas Raiders, uh, pick, uh, and I've got them going, uh, Javon Kinlaw here, uh, I think they sure up that edge, uh, they picked, uh, they, they picked uh, Cleveland Farrell last year with a surprise pick at number four. I don't think anybody saw that coming. 
Um, but I think they get the other side of the ball taken care of, and I think they take uh, Javon Kinlaw here. Uh, so who I, you got? I think they're going to kind of go defensive side on the Raiders. Christian Fulton, cornerback, LSU. And the reason why I say it is because you're going to go ahead and finish up getting a wide receiver, and then you're going to go defensive side of the ball and kind of finish that up on there in the first round. Get two good picks, you know, and then fill some holes the rest of the draft. Yeah. Uh, go Tigers. Go Tigers. Go, go Tigers. Go Tigers. Golly. Go Tigers. Coach O is the best. I mean, can we all agree on that? that Coach O is Coach Legends. That was my... Much better than your English accent. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Way better. All right, let's let's choose our words wisely. I have feelings. All right, so let's move on to the twentieth pick, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and uh, I think with them losing uh, Jalen Ramsey last year, I think their secondary kind of needs work, uh, and I think there's a guy. Uh, speaking of gold goggles, uh, I think there's a guy that safety over there that kind of led that defense. Who's uh, who's gonna be the guy for them for a lot of years to come? Uh, I think is Grant Delpit, the safety out of LSU. All right, Kipper. So who do you got going twentieth to the Jacksonville Jacks? I got Trayvon Diggs, cornerback, Alabama. And I mean, I just feel like he goes there and you know kind of helps cheer up that defense. Yeah, there you go. Well, they lost. I mean, like I said, they did lose. Um, Jalen Ramsey, so a corner is not a bad pick at this spot. All right, 21, the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Um, man, I really wanted to go wide receiver here, but I'm not, so there you go. Uh, I think they go Xavier McKinney. I think the safety out of um, – I forget where he's from, but he is a safety, uh, and I think he goes to the Philadelphia Eagles and kind of shores up um, that secondary for them. Who do you got going 21? I got Justin Jefferson, wide receiver, LSU. Yeah, I think that's pretty much the consensus um, as of right now. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to argue that pick. Uh, 22, uh, the Minnesota Vikings. I've actually got them going Justin Jefferson here um, just because Stephon, they just they Stephon just traded Diggs. Stephon Diggs. So, I get it. I mean – they got to get a receiver to kind of share that spot up for them. And I think Justin Jefferson having the year he did, I think he's the pick here at the 22. Who do you got going? Austin Jackson, offensive tackle, USC. And I feel like just a lot like, – like, and I can't say enough, man. In this draft, I feel like a lot of teams are going to share up their offensive line. Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't go wrong with that. Um, all right, can't go wrong. Um, 23, the New England Patriots. Now, this is where – I think things get interesting. I think a lot of people will speculate that they go Jordan Love here. Um, but I don't know if Jordan Love uh, is the kind of quarterback that Bill Belichick wants. Um, I just don't see his height, man. I don't see Jordan Love's height. I, I see it. I see it because he kind of, I mean, looks-wise, he compares with Pat, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I had a coach tell me one time that I had flashes of greatness. Look at me now. Where's he now? That's the real question. Yeah, I'm sure he's probably on apartment or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you had flashes of greatness, I was like, bro, this is NAIA short college football. There you go. <laughs> um, so people are going to speculate that 
they go um, Jordan Love here and because Tom Brady is gone. But I don't think Bill Belichick does that. I think the Patriots go A.J. Espinosa here, uh, the defensive end from Iowa. So I think that's who they go with. Who you got? I agree with that just because he's got power, length. I mean, he's technique. He's got heavy hands. I think he fits in. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like New England's going to go get Cam Newton. <clears throat> or Andy Dalton. Oh, I bet they get Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, I could, the Patriots. They I could football. see that. I could I could definitely see Andy Dalton, the Red Rocket, going to New England. Throwing dots. I, for, but for cheap. I don't think yeah, cheap, I don't cheap. think New England gives anything above a fifth round for Andy Dalton. Oh, no. Um, which I don't know if Cincinnati would take, but... Uh, 24, the New Orleans Saints. I've got them going Josh Jones to tackle. Um, I think you just sure up the, your, your O-line for an aging breeze and a young Taysom Hill. Uh, I think you got the wide receiver talent. So, I think they go offensive tackle, Josh Jones. I think they go Patrick Queen, linebacker. Oh, there you go. I mean, I just think, I mean, I think it's going to help them. Yep. He's going to be a good third-down linebacker with outstanding speed. Good coverage. There you go. All right, 25, the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, they lost uh, one of their corners, uh, Xavier. Xavier Rhodes. Xavier Rhodes. I wanted to say Woods, but I knew that wasn't right. Uh, Probably the smartest man in the NFL right now. Xavier Rhodes? Yeah. Dude, uh, look him up. FSU. Yeah. Studied abroad. All that. I'm telling you. I don't think you're thinking. I think you're thinking of Myron Roll. Oh, is that him? Oh, Myron, yeah. Myron Roll is the guy that went to got like the Rhodes Scholarship and everything. He's like I a he's back. like a neuro neuro brain what neurologist. He I don't does know. something with the brain. <laughs> he does something with the brain. <laughs> Some kind of doctor or such. Neurologist, neuropoly. <laughs> yeah, no, something, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, I, I definitely had that wrong. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so they got they got rid of Xavier Rose this year, and I think Minnesota goes Jeff Gladney, um, corner. So I think they go corner here. What do you think? Ooh, I agree. Jeff Gladney, cornerback, TCU. Nice. Um, all right. So twenty six. So earlier I mentioned the Detroit trade, and I think that Miami had to throw in a first rounder here um, to get. Um, to go up to that third pick, and so I think they traded away their their 26th pick, their first-round pick to Detroit as well. And I actually have Jordan Love going here, uh, and I think he sits a year behind Matt Stafford. I love, don't get me wrong, I love Matt Stafford. I'm a Georgia fan, and Matthew Stafford is probably one of the first people that I actually like, truly love as a player, and held a special place in my heart. Uh, but Jordan Love, I think, comes in and kind of they kind of do the the Kansas City uh, role here, where uh, he sits a year behind Matt Stafford, uh, and then next year Matt Stafford, uh, I think they let him go or trade him or whatever, and Jordan Love becomes the guy at Detroit. Um, and so crazy move right here, I know, but uh, I've got Jordan Love going here, or 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 or. I could see, honestly, your team, Matthew, uh, the the Colts, I can see them jumping up at this spot. If Jordan Love was to fall this far, I wouldn't be surprised to see that um, 
the, the Indianapolis Colts trade up and go get Jordan Love at this spot. Cause, yeah, because yeah, Detroit's already got their – they've already shared up their D-line. They've already got their first-round pick. Why not trade back, get even more picks um, from the trade? So I could see him going Jordan Love here. What do you think about that? Would you be happy if you got Jordan Love as your quarterback? I don't know about Philip Rivers. I don't know how long he's gonna last and stuff. But I can see, I can see. Uh, I mean, right, this this whole season, I have a lot of question marks for the Colts. Um, so I'm just kind of riding the train and seeing what happens. I don't have too high hopes, but we'll see. Yeah, I, but I also think if he goes to Indianapolis, I think that's basically the perfect fit for Jordan Love. I think if you're Jordan, yeah. I think if you're Jordan Love, you you dream about going. Um, to the uh, to the Indianapolis Colts uh, and, and sit a year behind um, Philip Rivers, Old Man Rivers, such a family guy, you know. At twenty six pick, I've got Miami Dolphins going to get Xavier McKinney from safety because he's played both safety spots, man. So I mean, he comes in, shores up that defense a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, there you go. You can put him at either one of the safety spots. Strong. Um, all right, at 27, uh, the Seattle Seahawks, I've got them going, oh, man, um, Yader Gross Matos, I think that's his name. I uh, hope I didn't get that wrong. Oh, man, he's a good one. Penn State. There you go. Um, so, yeah, I've got I got um, Seattle going Gross Matos because, I mean, I think they've just lost Jadavion Clowney. Jadavion Clowney hasn't gone anywhere yet. Um, but he ain't on the Seattle Seahawks anymore. So I could see them going and getting that edge rusher uh, to fill that kind of void that they had. So so here's my take. I think that with post-trade, Indianapolis sends their 34th pick and a 75th pick to Seattle in exchange for the 27th pick. And I think this is where Indianapolis moves up and gets Jordan Love. All right, kids. So you had you had Indianapolis trading up as well to get Jordan Love. I think we can all agree that if he goes to Indianapolis, that's probably the best pick uh, for him, yes. at least as an athlete. I just can't believe a coach called him a poor man's Pat Mahomes. Jordan Love. Don't worry, I'm not big on Jordan Love, but that's what he's been referred to. You don't think he could, he's a poor man's Patrick Mahomes? I think he's a poor man's Pat Mahomes, not a poor man. I just don't see it. But, yeah. I mean, just to call him that, coming out of college, yikes. Yeah. Self-esteem issues if he's got them. <laughs> Anyways, uh, moving on. 28th pick here, uh, Baltimore Ravens. I think they go and help out uh, Lamar Jackson even more and go get T. Higgins from Clemson, uh, big body receiver. Um, so I've got him going T. Higgins here. Who do you got? I got Kenneth Murray, linebacker, Oklahoma. Because after losing C.J. Mosley in free agency last season, yeah, I mean, the Ravens, I mean, they they need some guys to come in and do that for them. Yeah. And they need a young defensive player to come in and battle it out. Yeah. Uh, all right, 29, the Tennessee Titans. I've got going Zach Bond, the edge rusher. Uh, so, who do you got? I got Gross Matus, Penn State, edge rusher, going to Tennessee Titans and uh-huh. kind of help. Hopefully, I mean, I'd like to see the Titans back in, you know, Super Bowl contention. Yeah. Um, all right. So, at number 30, Green Bay Packers. 
Uh, I think we have the same pick here. Uh, we both got Denzel Mims out of Baylor, uh, kind of going and helping Aaron Rodgers be another target for him. Uh, so I think that's probably the best pick for. I think if you're Green Bay, you got to get a receiver here. And I think if T. Higgins isn't there, Denzel Mims is is probably. I think they're neck and neck. A. A. Ron needs some help, though. Yeah, he sure does. All he's got is Devontae Adams. And that's it. That's about it. That's about it. Yeah, so 31, the San Francisco 49ers. I've got them going receiver here. I think they give um, – um, what's his name? Golly, man, I just completely brain farted here. Henry Ruggs? No, 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 the quarterback. Jimmy G. Jimmy, I, don't, I don't know why I couldn't think of Jimmy G, but – Yeesh. Yeah, I know. Uh, Super Bowl losing quarterback. You never know. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, so I think they go get Jimmy G some more weapons, and I think they go out and get that Colorado receiver, um, LaVisca Chenault Jr. I think they go get him. I think they give uh, Jimmy G a big body receiver. I think they got Debo last year, mm. uh, who was a great receiver for them, and they lost Emmanuel Sanders this year. Oh, yeah. So I think adding LaVisca is going to be that, just basically filling that spot that Emmanuel Sanders had. And this- I think that. This is the spot that I feel like they bring in the replacement for Richard Sherman. I'm okay. AJ Terrell. Okay. Terrell, uh, from Clemson. Yeah. I think he comes in and he kind of, you know, takes over for Richard. I mean, yeah. he's, I mean, he's not this. He's not Legion of Boom no more, man. Yeah, he's he's definitely old man, old man Sherman. Ooh, and your Super Bowl winning team. <clears throat> and your Super Bowl winning team. I feel like this is the perfect spot for this player. Who has a special place in my heart? Here we go. Mr. Swift. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Swift goes to Kansas City. I think him and D- and Damian Williams, I think they tear the league up. And that offense gets even more explosive. Um, so Kansas City going DeAndre Swift here at 32. I think it's a, a great value pick as well. So I'm all for it. Well, I'm going to go a little north of the Georgia border. Just a little. Just a little. Great Lakes, Michigan. I'm going to go Cesar Ruiz, and I think he's going to come in, and I think he's going to kind of help sure them up in some places that maybe they feel like they're lacking in some ways. Um, I mean, the guy was a three-year starter, man. I mean, you know, so why not? There you go. All right, well, that that basically concludes our first-round mock. Uh, Matthew, you have any thoughts on the first round? Uh-huh. I think y'all did great. I can't wait to see how it all plays out. Yeah. It would be hilarious. We should take a tally of of who is the winner of that, uh, who gets the most right. Oh, let's do Uh, it. I'm all for that. Are you all for that? A little friendly competition. I love it. Yeah. We got to start doing something. Like, somebody's got to wear something or they got to do something. I mean, not like get like, nothing crazy. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to get like, you know, Nardog tattooed on my. On my hind parts, but, you know. I would. I would definitely get Nardog. Dude, we made two office references in this podcast. I know, and I love it. Um, all right, so we'll go. I told you, I teased it earlier. Teased it. Where I think Jacob Eason goes, and I think this is kind of part where we'll go uh, the rest of the three quarterbacks, where they're going to go. Um, and I think we'll start with Jacob Eason because I think he is the – well, I think he's a sleeper in the draft, uh, and I think he's going to be better than what people expect him to be. 
just based off his last name alone, I think he's going to be great. Uh, but I think Jacob Eason goes to the XFL. Shut up, bro. I'm letting tension build. I think Jacob Eason goes to the New England Patriots. I think Jacob Eason, Patriots, I'll get to see him twice a year. It's good for me. Um, I think he goes to the Patriots. I think he's the kind of quarterback that Bill Belichick looks for. Um, He's kind of similar to to Tom Brady. He's not very mobile, um, but I do think it's a perfect fit for for Eason. Um, What do you think Eason would go, Kip? I think he goes to the team of those which we don't speak of, the Steelers. And I think he goes there Mm. because he is a big-body guy, kind of like Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. And then I think that Ben Roethlisberger throws a fit, (laughs) uh, gets mad, and then somehow they trade him to the CFL for a wash and dry. Hey, Jackie Moon. Um I mean, that's just what I think, man. Yeah. Well, you hate the Steelers, so you, you let your feelings get in the way of your rational thinking sometimes, Kip. Um, all right. Now, Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm, I think, could possibly he, – he's one of the other ones that I think could go to Patriots and be legit. Um, but I think Jake Fromm goes to, to the Saints. You think Jake Fromm's going to go to the Saints? I think he goes to the Saints. I think he kills it. I mean, he's very Drew Brees-esque. Now, I won't put him on the same level as Drew Brees because I think Drew Brees is on another level, but um, I would call Jake Fromm the poor man's Drew Brees. I would call Jake Fromm just a poor man. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I just, I I don't get it. I don't see it. I don't get it. I mean, nobody's really asking me, but I just don't get it, like with Jake Fromm. I think he goes to Carolina. He sits behind Tay Bridgewater. He becomes a backup journeyman, just like Luke McGowan, and I think that's what's just going to happen. Yeah. What is uh? What's Quillen got to say about that, Matthew? Yeah, I kind of hear uh, her popping in. Yeah. Our our first guest, uh, Quillen. She uh, <laughs> yeah. first she guest. See, um, Jake Fromm going. Uh, yeah, I, I see the Saints. I do see some Drew Brees in them. He's a good uh, Christian Christian guy. I like that. Yeah. Um, Jacob Eason, I can see him being the next Big Ben. Um, inside sources I have say he likes to party. He's a little wild. There you go. So, uh, yeah, I can, <laughs> I can see both of those. I, I agree with, with both of your takes on those. Okay. Uh, and that kind of leads us to the last one, uh, Jalen Hurts. You, you saw him twice this year, Matthew, so you kind of know him better than – well, I know him from Alabama, but Kip knows him very well. Dude, I think Jalen's gonna. I think he's gonna be your sleeper. You think? You I think, think he, I think he's gonna be you, the next you, Russell Wilson. Next Russell. I th- that's what I, I would have said Dak Prescott, but no, I mean, Russell I, Wilson's kind of high praise. But I mean, because Jalen is he's a humble dude. He said, "I'm coming back to Alabama. I'm gonna fight." Um, I, I gained a lot. I will say, I gained a lot of respect for Jalen Hurts when he came back. For his senior year. Oh, man, I got chills. I mean, just thinking about it, I got chills because I thought, you know, good for him, man. Yeah. Because, man, it takes a humble guy instead of just being like, this ain't working out, man. I'm going to go into the trade, the transfer portal, and I'm going to be Justin Fields, and I'm going to go to Ohio State, and I'm going to throw a fit. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I can't – you're right, man. I like Jalen Hurts. I think he's a great guy. 
Um, I mean, fight for your job, man. Yeah. Just like with Cam Newton. I feel like, let him fight for his job, man. Yeah. I mean, um, nobody wants to do that anymore. Where Jalen goes, mm, I could see him probably going Pittsburgh or, uh, hmm, i trying to think, or, uh, or Tampa. I could see him going Tampa. I don't. Th- I, th- I think they would like him in Tampa as a backup to Brady. Um, I'd like to see that. I, I agree with that. Yeah. I would like to see him go there, learn under Tom Brady. Yeah. You know, hone in his skills because I mean, like Tom Brady doesn't have a big arm, and yeah. Jalen, you know, he's still working on his passing abilities. And I mean, who better to learn from? Yeah, I mean the goat, Tom Brady. Um, so those are those are our our, uh, our remaining three where we think they're going to go. Um, I've got Jacob Eason going to the Patriots. Kip's got him going to the Steelers. Uh, from we've got them both staying in the NFC South. Um, you've got him going to the Panthers. I've got him going to the Saints. And then of course I mean, the Panthers need a good mascot, guy, So I mean, they're from. <laughs> I just don't. I don't get it. I just don't. I don't get, get it. it. I mean, it's like just don't get it. But I mean, then again, like nobody's calling me. That's nobody's right. Like, hey, Kip, you want to come play? No. Nope. No, they ain't calling me. The market for uh, for out of shape thirty year old firefighters is out of shape. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I didn't know that was a. I, I touched the cord, everybody. Um, yeah. All right, let's. Uh, bench press both of us put together. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, no, man. It's, it's right shoulder, boys. It's going, son. Well, at thirty-two, you ain't as young as you used to be. All right, mock drafts are done. Drafts coming up soon on Zoom. You see what I did there? Rhymed it in. There you All go. right. Now we're going to do what we want to call Boomer Bust. And Sab has his Boomer Busties. And all three of us are going to sit here and he's going to shout out a name. We're going to say Boom Bust. And we're going to see what happens. It's going to be the fun part. Let's do this. Arguments are coming. All right. All right. So, first one, of course, we can't. You got to start with Joe Burrow. Boomer Bust. Kip. Boom. Matthew? Bust. What? Wow. Alright, I got him booming. I think... I got him booming? You can't... I mean, the guy just put up the greatest college football year of all time. All time. And just destroyed everybody. He's got um, nine-inch hands, though. Apparently that affects him. Apparently. Who knows? Um, you just you just said, though, you, look where he's probably going. If he goes to the Bengals, I just don't see him having a good year. That... You know who else didn't have a good year? Peyton Manning when he first came out. That is true. And he had Marshall Falk behind him. That is true. Um, yeah, we've got, I don't know, I think Burrow's a boom. I, I think he's pretty solid as a number one overall pick. Um, he's a I would pretty, say it's probably going to take time. Yeah, I don't think it's going to, I don't think he's just going to come and just tear the league up in his first year. But I think he's, I think he's a solid quarterback the, his whole career. I don't think... I don't know if he booms, but I know he's not going to be a bust, if that makes sense. Uh, I think we can all agree on Well, me and Kip can agree on that. I don't, Matthew thinks he's going to bust, um, which, I mean, those are it's high praise. If you're, if you're just going off of what you think a number one overall pick should do as opposed to what he will do, yeah, I guess you could say he could be a bust. But I don't think he's ever going to be like a terrible. I don't think it's Jamarcus Russell. No, if that's what we're if we're going off of former for also former LSU quarterback. All right, who's you, who you got your number two boom bust list? All right, uh, Chase Young, 
of course, the defensive end. I have questions about Chase Young, but I think he's going to be a boom. I, I think he's going to be a bust. What? Bust. He's going to be busting at the seams. He's just not – I got a feeling he's going to be the next, like, Big Beasley, dog. I think he might have, like, one or two years where he goes, all right, man, we might have got something here. And then it'd be like, we probably won't catch you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> they gave up on me. They gave up on me. Matthew, what do you think? I say boom. I think he's going to do great. Yeah, I think. I mean, he's, he's, a, got, he's got to put on some weight. He's him, a, man. What? He's a freak already, dude. You know who else they said was a freak? Vic Beasley. <laughs> he can learn to swim move to save his life. <laughs> I just don't remember, like, I wasn't... I love Vic, man. I don't remember, like, a lot of... I don't know. I guess I just don't remember the talk around Vic Beasley like I do Chase Young. I guess it's all because it's fresh and we're doing it this year, but um, I just don't remember, like, there being a lot of hype around Vic Beasley. I mean, you're the... Are you serious? You're the Falcons fan. I'm not. No, dude, man, Vic had so much. I mean, you know, he ran... Like, but what did the experts say? Like, were they just... Yeah, they were all about it. But the only thing was, he was 253, he was 253 pounds, and he was as tall as he was, and he looked like he was either going to go out on a bodybuilding show, or he was going to be a football player. Dude was jacked. He was chiseled. But the thing about it is, man, you play a 16... Season long, and if you made it to the playoffs, and that's not even counting preseason, I mean, you can't keep that weight on, man, and you can't be bull rushing dudes. Yeah. You know, at three thirty. I will say that he he never really properly learned. He didn't learn a swim move. He didn't really. Yeah, him. I don't know, man. I want to see more passion, dude. Yeah, man. I know, but I, I but I also feel like Atlanta put him in not very many they good situations. They put him in very good situations. I agree with that. Um. We love you, Vic. Here at Clock Tower, we love we love you, and we know you're going to do good things at at love Tennessee. You, buddy. Pride of Adairsville, neighbors of Rome, Georgia. All right, number three. Number three, Tua Loa. I've got I've got Tua booming. I think I think Tua is. I don't know. I think he's the mix between Russell Wilson and, and Drew Brees. I think he's I think he's going to be great. Um, now, of course, injuries may injuries may heed that, but but I also think you know what I wouldn't be surprised if Tua stays healthy the majority of his career, just because he's getting so much crap right now about him not being healthy. I think he just I think he amazes everybody and stays healthy the majority of his career, and I think he just I think he has a great career. Um, now I hope he doesn't go to Miami and have a great career. I hope he goes to San Diego and do that because I don't want him in my division. Uh, but Kip, what do you think? I I want him to bust so much. I want I want him to. You want him to I bust? I want him. No, I want him to boom. Excuse okay. me. I want him to boom so much, and I want him to be great because he's such a great guy. So I got a feeling he's gonna bust. Yeah, I feel he's gonna bust. Based off injury or just play. A little bit of both, man. I feel like if if you're gonna be a running quarterback, man, and I'm not saying you know muscles gotta be everything, but you know you look at Jalen. I mean, Jalen take a shot and keep going, man. Yeah. Tua. Right. So here, here, I guess another question I gotta ask: Who do you think is gonna be better, Jalen or Tua? Jalen. Really? I, I I I will put, and I hate to say this, man, but I will put money down. Jalen hurts. Becomes a better quarterback all around than Tua, I think. Wow. 
I mean, again, this is this is what I think. These are my feelings, and I'm allowed to have them. You're allowed to have them. All right, Matthew, what do you think about two? Is it boom or bust? I think definitely a boom. Uh, like you said earlier, uh, everything happens for a reason. Um, I think he's taking this to a stride. Um, I think he will come back better, and I think he'll be very, very successful. I, I mean, I want him to be. I want him to be successful, yeah. but, I mean, I just don't. Right now, it's kind of up in the air. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, number four. Number four, uh, Justin Herbert. I I just don't see it, man. I don't see what everybody else sees in Herbert. I think he's a bust. Um, I don't know, man. I just, I just don't see it at all with Herbert. And I'm pretty much right, I don't know, 80% of the time, I'm right 15% of the time. So there you go. Take that for what it's worth. I just I, I'm kind of with you, man. Justin Herbert wouldn't bust a grape in a food fight, and he ain't gonna bust nothing. <laughs> but he he's just he's gonna bust, man. I, yeah, I, I just, just don't see it. I don't see it either, uh, and I could be wrong, of course. I don't wish any harm on anybody's career, but I mean I don't see it honestly. Matthew, what do you think? I, I agree with you guys. I think a bust. Um, I think Oregon just needs to stick with. Uh, Cross country and chat track. Just, uh, <laughs> football. He does look like he'd be a track star. Though. Yeah, he does. He's, I mean, he's a big guy. He's a real big guy with a live arm and he's got legs. But I just, I don't know, man. There's something about him. I just, you know, guys, don't like. I just, yeah, it's something about space. Something about space. I just don't like. Um, all right, Jordan Love. I, Go I, ahead. I'll say this, but it has to be with um, a pinch of salt. There's circumstances. If he goes to Indianapolis, I think he's a boom all day, every day. But if he goes to anywhere other than Indianapolis, I don't see it. I think I think he's I think he's too raw, and I just I don't know. I think he's a bust. If he goes anywhere but Indianapolis, if he goes to Indianapolis, I think he's a boom all day, every day. Kit, what do you think, dude? If he goes to Indianapolis, if I'm Joe Kobe Brissett, I'm asking for a trade. I'm going to be like, look, man, Andrew Luck rolled out. I stepped up. I started all season. And y'all going to bring in old man Rivers and this young cat? Peace out, bro. I'd want to go to New England if I was Jacoby. I know, man. I would. I'd go. Um, but yeah. I think Justin Love, no matter where he goes, is going to be a bust. His name's Jordan Love. Jordan Love, where? You can't even get his name right. Yeah, because I don't care about him. Because that's how much I care about him. I don't care about him. You think he's gonna be a bust anywhere he goes? He went six and six at Utah State. What do you think he's gonna do in the NFL? Oh and sixteen. Well, my boy Josh Allen went to Wyoming, and he's doing great things in the NFL right now. No, yeah, because Josh Allen was. I heard about Josh Allen. I watched some Josh Allen. Didn't watch nothing on Jordan Love uh-huh. until I got beat by what Kent State or whoever they got beat by. I don't know. There's no telling Utah State. Um, Matthew, what do you think about Jordan Love? Um, I'm positive, guys. I say he goes to the Colts and he dominates. But I have no uh, evidence to back that. <laughs> no inside guys this one, this time, huh? Um. Anyways, but yeah, if Jordan Love goes to Indianapolis, I think he's a. I think he's a boom for sure. Yeah. Now you had a surprise boomer bust pick. Yeah, of course. Jacob Eason's going to be a boom, boys. Put it down. Mark it down. That's my second overall pick in fantasy football. So uh, you're going to pick James Winston, and <laughs> then you're going to pick Jacob Eason? 
Oh man, I can't wait. Write it down, put it on the board. All right, guys. I'm I'm not gonna lie. Look, can I just put as those are my two quarterbacks for this year instead of my first two overall picks? No, no, because you just said Matthew's not Matthew's nodding yes, so I'm gonna take that vote. All right, fine, but you got you better pick. James but those are my two quarterbacks. I promise I will pick those two no matter what, and I will stick with them the whole hey, James, season. Who's gonna be your number one overall pick? Well, it's probably gonna be a running back. No, you said Jameis Winston. Uh, he'll be my James first Winston. quarterback. Oh, here we go. I, oh, I'm, here we go. I got to win, boy. Also, I, I do want to do a dynasty league, but that's uh, that's neither here nor there. But anyways, Jacob Eason is a boom, boys. Mark it down. He's gonna be great. I, he was the number one quarterback coming out of out of high school. He would have. I promise you, he would be a probably a top five pick if he stayed at Georgia. But I think him getting hurt. And Jake Fromm stepping up and not losing a game really hurt him. Because uh, I think if Jake Fromm would have lost a game, Jacob Eason would have came in for sure and taken back over his spot. But because Jake Fromm had that defense and that running game, he wasn't going to lose a game. Um, so he just got to stay in at, at starter. Um, and he's, he's a great guy, so I'm sure they fell in love with him. But anyways, Jacob Eason, talent-wise, I saw Jacob Eason be clutch in a lot of games. And I think he has that it factor. Um, so I think Jacob Eason is the boom of the draft. I think he's a late-round pick. I think he's, I wouldn't say Tom Brady. I, I'm going to say Tom Brady-esque for the sense of he's not going first round, but he will be successful. Um, maybe well, you were pitching this way too hard. Are you are you are you a spokesperson? I probably am. Jacob Easton, if you're listening to this podcast, we want you on the pod, bro. Matthew, please go ahead and, and Family do, to family. Do, do this man in. Do him in right now. Do him in. Boomer bus, Jacob Easton. I think a big old bus. Just because Big old bus. <laughs> big old bus. You guys don't know what the heck y'all are talking about. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do one better. He gave a big old bus. I'm gonna give a big old bus. What okay? What what about Jacob Easton's telling you big old bust that he's gonna be a big old bust? He's he's gonna be. I think he'll be in the league for three years and then he'll get his retirement check and he'll be like one of those guys be sitting at a bar and be like, yeah, played in the NFL. Now I'm a teacher. <laughs> Whatever. Um, well, y'all are gonna eat crow on this. I'm telling you right now, Jacob Easton, mark it down. Uh, it's going to be a boom one day in the league. Won't be his rookie year, but he will be a boom. Um, so mark He'll it down. He'll be a car. He'll be judging other people. <laughs> and people will be like, let me see your stat line, dog. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's it for the boomer bust. Uh, these guys don't know what the heck they're talking about. So just listen to me and you'll be all right. Um, Speaking of quarterbacks, time for the yeah, so check down. It's time for the check down check debate. Down. Yeah, so Matthew, uh, you've won two in a row, so we're going to let you be the moderator on this one. You ask the question. This stash is coming in nice. It is. Matthew does have a nice stash for everybody that can't see right now. I don't know, man. He's got an evil villain's mustache. It's very thick, though. Well, he hasn't been going that long. I know, and it's, you can already see that it's going to be a nice, like, Burt Reynolds kind of mustache. It's coming in nice. It's got a lot of potential. Coming in nice. A lot of potential, I All will right. say. What's but anyways, All the right. check down debate is what, Matthew? Time for the check down. Um, coming to you with two W's. Um, so, all right, we are talking about some college football. Um, hopefully we have it this year. Uh, we don't know. Um, but uh, kid used to be a football star, Sebastian 
you had about 60 pounds on you, uh, would have been an awesome football star too. Um, if any coach, any college coach could walk in and you would just sign right away, who would be your number one pick college coach? Am I a top, am I a top five recruit? Yes. Okay. We'll, go, yes. we'll, we'll put that. You're the man. You're, right. you're, you're the guy. You're the guy. And, and every coach yeah. in the nation is coming to you, past or present. We'll go past or present. It's coming to you and saying, come play for our team. Who do you who do you pick as a coach? Man, why don't you ever go first on something? I'll go first. That's fine. Um, for no, I'll me, go, I'll go ahead and go. I'll go ahead. Well, go. Don't make a scene, then, right. then go uh, back on it. I would go play. If, if this dude showed up at my doorstep, yeah. I know he would follow me to the airport. I go, Coach O, Ed Orgeron. Coach O. Yeah. I, I would, man. Oh, kid, beautiful. I need you to come play with yeah, the Bayou Bengals. Come on, play with the Bayou So you go, Coach right. O. Yeah, I, I, I would, Coach man, because yeah. I okay. heard. Well, okay. well, all right. Well, all right. We'll, we'll debate this. We'll argue it. We'll yeah, we'll argue it. My bad, my bad. For me, personally, I, and this is me personally, and these are my feelings. And I'm allowed to have him. I'm going Dabo Sweeney. Dabo. I know. I know you probably would have said, "Oh, I thought you were gonna go Kirby." Nope. I'm going Dabo all the way, and I'll explain why next week. Um, but for right now, that's the show, guys. We appreciate you listening with us. Um, we're going. I think this is our what fifth episode, fourth or fifth, fourth, fourth, fourth. Either one. Either way, we're. Uh, we hopefully got something special growing here, maybe. Um, to everybody been listening, thank you. Yeah, if you're, I mean, thank you for listening. Thank you for following Shout on out. Twitter. Uh, thank you for following us on Instagram. We just, we appreciate the love uh, as we continue to grow. Um, check back next week. We might have a big sponsor um, that we're that we're really excited about. Thanks, uh, Cross. That are joining the podcast. So. Uh, hopefully we can get them to come aboard with us. Uh, but, but again, we appreciate everything, uh, all the love you've shown us, all the support you've showed us. Um, like I said, we're just first-rate guys giving second-rate sports opinions. So um, we See love y'all. We're going to yeah. live like five-star recruits, baby. There you go. Thank y'all. Y'all have a good one. Peace. Let's go.